Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. So Back to Future, one of my favourite films, feels like a favourite in the house tonight. And the reason I've shown you that is because I want to talk a little bit, kind of loosely, about time travel. Okay, so bear with me. Uh, Because God is outside of time. Uh, We're in time, but he's outside of time. But uh, he knows the beginning and the end. He knows the current. He knows what's gone on from the beginning of time right to the end of time. He's outside of time. Does anybody start to think about God and get, like, really confused? Or is it just me? Does anybody start to think about how God is outside of time while we're in it? Am I the only one who thinks these things? You you can admit it. It's um, it's not a trick question. Uh, Does anybody kind of think, well, what was before God, even though the Bible says there wasn't anything? Who created God? Does anybody go there? It's not just me. I'm glad. I'm glad because... I, I'm a thinker. I think about things, these things quite often. And when, when I do, I, bec- I, I become an atheist for about two or three minutes. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I do. I totally uh, just kind of like go into this realm of like, no, no, this, this, this can't be true. This can't be true. Uh, and then what, what I have to do, uh, and hopefully this is what you do, you have to remember that uh, if you're in this place tonight and, and you know God, you've got a relationship with God, you, you would call yourself a practicing Christian. That would be a, a common phrase. You know that actually when you got saved, it wasn't uh, intellectualism that got saved. It wasn't emotionalism, but something happened in your spirit. The Bible says your spirit got born again. You can't work that out, but you can experience it. Uh, and what I have to do in those moments, I have to go back and remember, I am spirit first and foremost. I am spirit. God says I am spirit. I have emotions and, and I live in a body. So I, I, I didn't do anything apart from believe to get myself born again. That's a miracle. So when I get into these, these moments of, well, God's outside of time and who is before God, I just say, come on, Ken, snap out of it. You are born of the Spirit of God. And I'm back as a Christian. That's just, that's just how I roll. Some of you are more Christian than me, more spiritual, but, but that's how I go. But God being outside of time, um, let's, let's leave that just to that God is God. God is sovereign, okay? Let, let, let's not go there. But let's park within the realms of time. And we know what it is to be in the here and now, right? You're in the here and now. Just, just pinch somebody next to you and say, you're in the here and now, right? You're all here. This isn't a dream. This isn't a vision. You're in here, in the here and now. And, and I don't even, probably like me, some of you have got bad memories and you can't remember all of your past or maybe it's a bit sketchy. And we certainly uh, don't know loads about the future uh, unless it becomes revealed to us. And that's where I want to camp for a few minutes tonight. That's what I want to talk about. I, 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 I want to I, I talk about what it means when God shows us something in the future. So the title of my message is not, is not back to the future, but it's back from the future. There are people in the Bible, there are people alive today, uh, like Kathy had a dream 
about the future. It wasn't the, the, probably the distant year, year and year future, but she had a dream about the future, which gave her hope, which gave her something to hang on, which gave her something to confess, which gave her something to focus on. And that dream is coming, becoming a reality. That's why she can then engage with other people with that dream, speak it out, and actually something of the power and the presence of God comes in the conversation to get goosebumps on goosebumps of, of the nurses that she speaks to. That is our God. So what does it mean to, to dream? So, so when I, I want to talk about dreaming tonight for a few minutes. I want to do that deliberately, and I'll tell you why in a second, but I, I want to talk about dreaming. When I talk about dreaming, you could, you could, you could use the words visions. Loosely, you, you could translate that. You, you could just put on, instead of dream, you could put vision. You could put revelation, maybe spiritual enlightenment. These are all, let's just put them in the ball, same ballpark. I'm going to focus on dreams, but we could talk about all of those things. Prophecy, we could talk about these things. So something that in the here and now of the natural world we live in, God downloads something to a Christian for the benefit of them and others to guide them into the future, to help them know about the future and we'll, we'll look just in a second about why that is helpful as well. So just like the film Back to the Future, uh, it, um, it, if you know, if you don't know, just a, a really brief, brief overview. So Martin McFly has it, it, got his friend, the doctor, and uh, the film, I think it was 1985, and, he, and he, he builds his time machine and ends up going back to 1955, and the whole, uh, uh, the whole of part one film is about them trying to get back to the future, which is actually the current present, but when you're in the past, it becomes the future, if you're still with me. It gets a bit confusing. You have to watch it a few times sometimes, but every time it gets better and better. I think I'm on probably my 20th time or probably more. Kate hates Back to the Future, um, but I reckon the Lord's going to do a work on her one day. I reckon he's going to do a work on her. I, I, I've, I've got faith for that. What's that other, what's that other kind of time, timey travel type thing, film that I like that you hate? The one with Murray, what's his name? Is it Murray the actor? Groundhog Day. It's not quite the same, but the, he keeps going back in time. Do you remember the one? You know the one I mean. You like Groundhog Day? Oh, maybe not. Uh, Groundhog. Anyway, don't, 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 don't take me though. Oh, hang on. I can see my Back to the Future friends back there as well. Yeah. You love Back to the Future, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so... So we're talking about, uh, so, so that's why I played that clip right at the end. So that clip at the end of the trailer there, I added on, because that is the end scene of Back to the Future 1. So remember, they spent the whole film trying to get back to 1985, pretend we're in 1985, uh, from 1955, and then it all looks like happy ever after, and the doctor comes back, but they don't realize when they're kissing and cuddling on the driveway that he's come back from 2015. Okay, so he's gone on to 2015. He's come back. Why has he come back and not thought 2015 is great? Pretend it's 1985 still, if you're still with me. He's come back, not because 2015 might have been great, he could have stayed there, but something, if you remember, it's his kids. Something had happened to his kids, so that's Back to the Future 2. Have I converted you yet? Do you want to watch it tonight with me? We'll just do, we'll just do one and two. It'll all, it'll all become apparent. 
So he says, so he's gone to the future, but he's come back to the present of 1985 to warn them about the future. So there's some information, there's some knowledge about the future. Now, this is all Hollywood and Spielberg and all the rest of it, but you get the broad concept of why I've just put it up there. A bit of a fun, but to make the point of what I want to speak around tonight. I want to speak around those dreams, visions, prophecies, the things that God speaks to us for uh, a reason, for our benefit, and to give us, uh, uh, to give us a hope to, to, to give us guidance, to give us a focus. I want to start, I, I want to bring this so practically into land to us in the here and now, in the 2022, in the 3rd of July, 2022, because God wants to speak to us now on the 3rd of July, 2022, about our future, particularly as a church. So we're going to go there. But let's just get a little bit of context from the Bible just putting a couple of verses up of some people. Just, let's just do a couple. A couple of people who have had dreams. Uh, I might have two or three here. Just, just, just go with me on the slides if, if they're there. If not, then you can just listen to me. But we're going to go first to Genesis 37. Joseph. Many of you will, even if you're, you're not church, you, you'll, you'll, you'll know the story of Joseph. If not, you've probably seen the theater production. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. And uh, Genesis 37, verse 5, said Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. So they're not getting on well at the moment, but they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he said. He was one of the youngest brothers, and, 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 and they, they, were, they, were, they were angry with him because he was coming across as arrogant. But maybe he was arrogant, but he was just saying it as God had downloaded to him. Verse 9, Then he had another dream. And he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I have another dream. You can imagine what's, what's cracking off, can't you? Um, and, and this time, the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. Verse 10, when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind his brothers were jealous but his father thought is there something in this and if you know the story or you want to follow the story through when you get home in Genesis 37 um, you can see that these dreams came true in that Joseph became sort of like second in charge of the whole land of Egypt there was a famine and his family had to come from Israel to virtually beg for food and that's what happened they bowed down to him why did God tell him this well if you know the story again you'll know that that Joseph was thrown into a pit he was um, put in prison he spent time and time in prison he looked like he was going to get out and he didn't he was falsely accused a, a whole load of stuff was just stacked up against him and I think I think if God hadn't given him this dream this hope this this picture this Polaroid snapshot of the future 
then he might have just caved in. He probably wouldn't have had the spiritual stamina to go on. So God gave him this dream for a reason, to prepare. Not just to make, not to make his brothers angry, but to prepare him for what was ahead. Can anybody say amen to that? Gideon, let's quickly look at Gideon, Judges 7. Gideon had a dream about a great victory over his enemy. He, was, he, he, he said, he, he, it was like, I'm one of the feeblest people here. Why have you chosen, chosen me, God? I'm just hiding out of the back end of the desert here. And, and why are you choosing me? Because God sometimes chooses the lowly amongst us to confound the wise and to have great victory and to give God all the glory. In verse 13 in, the, in this story, we're just going to take a little snapshot out of it. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. Gideon went, was told to go to the enemy's camp, and when he did, he heard the people in the enemy's camp saying, I had a dream. Somebody in the enemy's camp said, I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this, his friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands, into our hands. It looked like they had no chance whatsoever. But God, through a dream, showed Gideon that he was going to be victorious in this odd stacked against him battle. And from that, he had the courage to move forward. He had the courage to bolster the troops. And they were, were, were quite willing after that. To, to obey the Lord's command. And again, you can read the fullness of the story if you don't know it to see how God brought an incredible victory. Would Gideon have gone and done what God told him to do if he hadn't the encouragement and the foresight of what God was going to do in that valley? I think not. Uh, let's do one more. Let's go into the New Testament. Matthew chapter 1. This is Mary. Mary's husband, Joseph, had a dream about Mary's child. This is the Immaculate Conception story. Verse 18 says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Now, because Joseph was a husband, uh, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Verse 20 says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins, right? You don't have to go into uh, any kind of commentaries or any Bible group discussion to understand from the Scripture what is going on here. Basically, Mary and Joseph hadn't slept together, and she's producing a child. She's pregnant, okay? 
So um, he, he, he can only probably come to one of two conclusions that um, this is a miracle or she's been sleeping around. There's no other, t- there's, there's no other uh, scenarios that are going to fit the picture to this. Uh, and there's only one that is obvious, certainly from a, a worldly point of view without the spiritual element involved. So, so what, does, what does Joseph need in a situation like this? He needs to hear from God that a miracle has happened. Uh, otherwise, he's going to disown her, publicly, you know, probably not publicly disgraced, but he says the scripture said he was going to do it quietly and whatever. And, and it would have been unease even if it had done quietly, and it wouldn't have been good at all. Today's day and age, this kind of stuff is just, just happens, doesn't it? Nobody bats an eyelid. It's just par for the course. But back then, this would be a big, big no-no. It would be a big taboo. It would bring disgrace on the whole community, etc., etc. So what does God do? God gives Joseph a dream and says, Joseph, buddy, this is, this, this is a miracle that's happening. Siri's talking to me. She can't hear what I'm saying. Um, but this is a miracle. And Joseph needed that. He needed something as powerful as this to go through and stand by her and see the Savior of the world come through her womb into this world so that we could celebrate as we've done and billions around the world doing the same. Is this making sense why God might just give us some dream, some revelation, some vision, a prophecy. It's there to foretell the future and get us ready so that we can act according to that. Is this making sense to anyone? And then my final scripture before I just bring some practical application. It's already been read to you. Listen, uh, um, what's your name? Not Caroline, Claire. I was going to say Kathy. I was going to go through all the C's there. My mind's just in a bit of a turmoil at the moment. Claire didn't know I was going to read this. I didn't know Claire was going to read it. It's on the screen again. God obviously wants us to hear this twice. So open your spiritual ears as well as your natural ears. Open your spiritual eyes as well as your natural eyes if you're reading it on the screen. Acts 2 verse 14. This is, as Claire's already said, this is the day of Pentecost. God's Holy Spirit. God God the Father, the Son, Spirit. The Spirit was, uh, was, has always been around because God's always been around, but he gets, he gets poured out uh, into the world. The wonderful, amazing gift of God in person by His Spirit invading the lives of human beings like you and me so there can be an outpouring of heaven through us. That is the scenario. The speaking in tongues, the, there's tongues of flames. There's, it's all kind of kicking up, a bit like a normal kind of end of the service Sunday night. We might end up there again. Who knows? But this is what's happening. And then verse 14 says, In all this commotion, Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, because they're all thinking that they're just all, they're, they're on the wine too early today and whatever. And Peter says to the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this mess that's occurring. Ali Kemp paraphrase. He says, Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken. This is what you see here. It's been spoken through the prophet Joel hundreds and hundreds of years before. And he quotes the book of Joel, which everyone would take as quote-unquote gospel, um, not wanting to mix the metaphors. He says this, In the last days, 
God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Anyone say amen. Your sons and daughters will what? Your young men will see. Your old men will dream. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I'm just here, if you don't hear anything else, I'm here to remind you, maybe to tell you, to inform you that God speaks through dreams. God speaks through visions. God gives us revelations. God gives words of prophecy to encourage and build up the church. That's what he does. And in the last 10 minutes I've got, that's all I want to do with you guys. I want to build up your faith. I, I, want, I want this, I want this 7.30, 3rd of July 2022 moment to, to really, to really just be a foundation in your life for the weeks, months, and even years ahead. For some of you, it's going to be a reminder, and just take it as a reminder that you need to hear, because when God reminds us, sometimes he puts a different emphasis on it. Sometimes when we're reminded, we're in a different place, and we can receive things. But for some people, it's going to be the first time you hear it. I want to tell you about when God gave me a dream. A dream or two, actually. It was 2022, February. Ah, oh, forgotten the date. Let's call it the 10th. No, it wasn't the 10th. 2020. Did I say 2022? I've got that one wrong already. So I've got no chance with the date. I think let's call it. Let's call it the. Let's call it the 50. Let's call it the 10th. It was around about the middle of the month. It was the 17th of February. How come you know that? That's amazing. 17th. 17th of February, 2020. Um, does anybody remember 2020? For all the wrong reasons, right? All the wrong reasons. 2020. Oh, let's not go there. But um, February, obviously, was before the March, the lockdown. And God gave me an incredible dream. He's never spoken to me in a dream. In fact, even just thinking about this message this week, I'm thinking... Am I limiting you, God? Because I've kind of been just chuntering on for the last two years, like this is the only time you're going to speak to me through a dream. And it's almost like I've challenged myself because I'm thinking I'm going to challenge the people to open their hearts to receive from you, but am I saying that's it for me? So I've, I've heard my sermon, right? I've kind of, kind of took my own notes and whatever, but I'm saying that to you as well. So 17th of February, 2020, I had this dream, and this dream was simply but powerfully about the vision of the church. If you haven't got it yet, we haven't been doing our job properly, but the vision of this church is to plant churches. The vision of this church is not to become a nice holy huddle uh, in West Bridgeford in one or two places now, but it's to go out into the villages, particularly south, and uh, we, we know where those villages and towns are exactly, and we've identified them because we believe that God has told that where, where to go, and they are Ruddington, Cotgrave, and Keyworth. And what we want to do, we want to take the same God that we love and cherish and worship and, and fear in the right sense of the word and, and hold in great esteem that same God that we worship on a Sunday uh, up in Ed Walton, that we worship here on a Sunday evening, that we worship in our small groups, that as church members we get up in the morning and we worship, whatever, whatever. We want to take that same God with the same uh, power, with the same passion, with the same miracles and take them into those places so that those individual communities can have their own 
sense of, of God in their own places. And you know what? All those places, uh, traditionally, they, they've got their, and this is not to play down other denominations one bit. Please don't hear what I'm not saying, but they've got the statutory Anglican church, uh, maybe a Roman Catholic church, uh, maybe, uh, well, the URCs seem to be dropping off. You know, they've got two or three of the, let's just call traditional churches. That there's no expression of the, if I can say it kindly, the life of God, a charismatic presence, particularly a Pentecostal, tongue-speaking, prophecy, uh, dream-believing church where God can move in power, where demons are cast out, where healing comes. You know, that is what we want everybody to get hold of. And you know what we've said right from the beginning? Our church is not the best church. We are like Marmite. You're either comfortable, well, you're probably not comfortable. You're either lovers or haters-ish, you know. You, you might be trying us out and whatever. But we are not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that is absolutely fine because there are different churches for different types of people, different leadership styles and whatever. But there are plenty, plenty of people who do not know God who could fill all those churches and more. Does anybody believe that? So that, that, that is our mission. And, and God told us to go to those places. We, Kate and I... Um, so what we now 12 years in 13 14 years ago when we were just getting the mind of God in all of this and praying and whatever we the, the, the word of the word the rock wasn't a massive revelation spiritual enlightenment dream vision it was just we thought that's a trendy word that's a cool word we'll go with that and then God suddenly said well yeah that that's fine but the, the, there's a reason there isn't there is a reason actually we said what's that well we thought uh, you know, God is our solid rock in which we stand in kind of like God's like, yeah, yeah, that's true as well. There's another reason. Well, what is that God? Well, the R is for Rudington, the C is for Cockgrave, and the K is for Keyworth. And, and there we go. So here we are, 12 years later. We had a vision to do this in 10 years, um, and it just didn't happen. Now, that when I say vision, that was, that was our goal. God didn't say it's definitely going to happen, but that was, that was something to compel us. So for now, we just dropped that. And why have we just dropped the year and not said it again? Because we believe it's imminent. We believe it's imminent that God is going to do this. And this is what the dream was all about. The 17th of February 2022 dream was, and I could literally, I could literally, I was going to say bore you, hopefully I won't bore you for an hour. I could talk about it for an hour in the detail that God, it was like I was on the HD set. And, and, I, and, I, and I saw, some things were symbolic, but I saw the churches starting and they weren't all together but they were all around about the same time in our in our in in, in our finite minds we're thinking right well we'll do one spend a couple of years building out and then maybe do another one that no that these happened in a lot closer together a lot closer together and oh gosh there's so much i can say and so little on the clock so i'm not going to go there any further but to say it happened quickly it happened relatively suddenly I saw them go up I saw details I saw certain people in my family at certain places I, I, I remember now I closed my eyes and I looked at the there were the three buildings on this perimeter which I geographically I, I know you know this 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 bit of the R here this little block has anybody wondered like 
that odd, what, what that odd shape is. It just a kind of a design odd shape. No, it's not. Actually, if you put that over Google Maps when you get home, you'll see that that is the centre of West Bridgeford. That is the centre of Ruddington. That's the centre of Keyworth, and that's the centre of Cockgrave. And that that was my dream. That kind of this new logo came out of the dream because I saw that shape. I saw these places, and I saw God building church now the church wasn't necessarily the building but I knew the buildings represented church church isn't a building right it's the people you know that if you didn't you've learned something today you've got something and and I and I saw this and it absolutely blew me away I'll tell you one of the main things why it blew me away wasn't so much the dream itself it was the fact that I had a dream and here's me being like Ali Mr. Simple I'd totally forgotten that three years prior to this, is Chris here tonight? Oh, she's on the front. Chris came up to me in her lovely enthusiastic self. You know, when Chris, Chris comes up to you, you're going to get blessed, right? You know that, don't you? Have you ever seen Chris down like, oh, I've had a bad day, actually? She'll have them, but she'll be able to, you know, be led by the Spirit and, and not be dictated by the flesh. So you need to get around a little bit more. Anyway, she comes up to me. You remember, don't you? She comes up to me. It was in the end of a little rocket we were doing on a Monday in December. I can't remember exactly when it was. And, and she was like, Chris, but on steroids. It's like, Ali, Ali. A lot of sort of things. Oh, she's going off on one ear. What's going on? What's cracking? I'm like, Ali, Ali, Ali. She's obviously been with the Lord. I didn't know what was coming up. She says, God's going to speak to you. I mean, I've never, never known her so, like, full on. God's going to speak to you in dreams. He's going to speak to you in dreams. It's going to be awesome. I know it is. And I'm like, woo, I'm like, no, I'm ready for this. It's Monday morning. Could we kind of tell me, like, Saturday night, Sunday morning when we're at church? And anyway, she's, she's doing this for about a minute or two, won't we? And uh, bless her. She, she, she probably thought, all right, Ali's not right on the same wavelength, but um, it, it'll get it. So anyway, like a good boy, and I did listen. And what, I knew I listened because I put my notepad and my pen on my bedside table. Uh, and uh, long story short, that, that lasted for about 10 days. And I, and I forgot it was there. And then about, well, it's three months, two or three months later, on the 17th of February, 2020, we're in Ruddington in a small group. And I'd only just put the dots together. And Chris, Chris was there before I was. I was sharing about my dream I'd had a few days earlier in this small group. She's like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, this is it, this is it. And it just all spiritually came crashing and cascading together. And it's like, God, you are awesome. You said through Chris that I was going to have dreams. Now, dreams singular, my time's gone, but dreams singular, uh, plural, plural, get me singular and plural. Plural, so 10 days later, 20, or was it 10 days, or anyway, just before the end of February, I have this second dream. And this second dream, I could literally speak to you about for two hours because it was even more detail. And I'm going to have to really summarize this, but this is where I want to land uh, this evening. The second dream, bearing in mind we're about to go into lockdown, we knew about coronavirus, but we had no clue about the severity of it. So this second dream, I was, I was in a place, oh, I'm going to have to really summarize it, there's so much more I could say. I knew I was in Italy. And that is amazing enough when you think about where the, you know, the epicenter of Europe was Italy, right, uh, of, the, of the virus. I was in Italy. I, I could tell I was in Italy by just the way the tall buildings were, the narrow streets, cobble streets, 
uh, and there were people out on the windows. You know, like they, they, a few weeks later, they were waving the flags and clapping for the <laughs> hospital staff, and it all started in Italy, doing that in Italy. I saw, I saw that. I didn't know it was, there weren't people clapping, but I, I saw that. What I saw on the news, I was walking them streets, literally, in my dream. And I, I was walking, I described it as like an overhead view. I could see that the, 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 the narrow streets were like a H shape. I was walking down like the H there. I was walking down that level of the H and then I could see a gap and I could see in the other parallel uh, upright there of the road, if you imagine it kind of overlapping like that, there was this army and I knew this army was evil. It was a, an army march. I've showed these pictures when I talked about this and if you want the full, fuller version of it, you can go back on our website from the first message of lockdown. So yeah, March 20. 2020 and you can get the fuller version of this but I saw this army marching and I knew it was evil and I remember quickening my pace and then I remember starting to run because I could see this army going parallel parallel road down this little snicket and basically I, I just got to the end of the road before this army did and I, intuitively I got into my room where I was staying and I just shut the door before this army Past, but this army had turned into a wave. It was just a, a, a physical wave of evil, like a water wave of evil. And I remember just pushing against the door and just being so relieved. I, I just knew that the the kind of current of the wave, you know, couldn't get in. It did try to get in. That's another story. But um, I, I'd got safe, and I turned around. I was in this room. It just it was all white. It was like a bedsit. It was simple. It was you know there was a little kitchenette. There was nothing fancy about it, whatever, but it was pure, it was totally spotless, it was clean. And I remember seeing this bed with this, just, it was just so inviting, these plump cushions, this, this spongy duvet, it just, it just, I just wanted to get into it. And, and again, long story short, I knew that God was in that room, I knew he was calling me into that room, and he was isolating. This is my language, before all the language that we was common ground from March onwards, he wanted me to isolate with him. And it was clear that to the degree, no, it was clear that God, in the first dream, what God was going to do with starting churches, with just a move of his spirit, the miraculous being commonplace, it was clear that the preparation for that was to isolate with him, was to get with him. And you know what? I think as a church, some of us did that, and unfortunately, some of us didn't, and as a result, I, I believe that's one of the main reasons they're not with us anymore, but God showed me that. God showed me that actually it's our desire, our willingness, our intimacy with him is, 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 is going to make us and qualify us to be workers in his vineyards, to, do, to be ready not just for the here and now. I don't want to. I, I I don't want to be. I don't want to just be wait, just be waiting in expectation. I do. I don't want to just be waiting in expectation. I want to be ready. I I I want to be believing now. I want to be believing that he's going to move at any time. I, I I want him to think right. There's Ali. He's 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 ready for the first. He's ready for the first dream. Maybe I'm not yet. Maybe there's more work that I've got to do. What about you? What about you? Because here on this 3rd of July 2022 moment, I don't believe there's any coincidence 
that you're here and that I'm speaking to you in this fashion. And maybe some people who are listening back on the podcast, please tell me you press record this time. We're all good, aren't we? Fantastic. Anyway, because I think it's important because I think people are going to refer back in the days, weeks, and probably months to come to this moment and just get a capture, just a, a vision, a snapshot of what God is doing in this church with you and me. And they're going to make a decision based on this message uh, whether they want to come on board. And maybe it's the same for some of you. Maybe some of you have come for the first time tonight. Maybe some of you are thinking, like, is this church the one for me? Maybe you're thinking about, well, you know, I like it here. There's some good people here. But, but, but that's it. I'm saying there's an invitation to go deep. There's an invitation to commit. I'm not saying you should be putting a membership form in tomorrow, but I'm saying you should be seeking God and saying, you know, have I got a part to play? Have I got a significant part? The gifts that you've put in me, maybe you don't even know what they are yet. Well, we've got a fantastic thing called the growth track. Three weeks, you can go on that, and, and it shows you all about the vision of the church, expands on what I've said, talks about the leadership structure, and also you get to understand through a couple of really easy tests. There's no right or wrong answers. You can find out what gifts God has put into you, what personality has given you, and we can tap you in to a part of our church where you can start to make a difference in the lives of those around you with your gifts. And then you become a part of that puzzle, a part of that jigsaw puzzle, a building block of the building of what God is going to do. You start to get intimate with God. You start to pray like you've never prayed. You start to believe for the things that, that you couldn't have even imagined to believe for in the future. And suddenly, there's a whole group of people, not just here, but meeting up on, on Sunday morning at Ed Walton, who are ready for God, who are excited for the things of God, who are ready to share the good news with those around them. And suddenly, God looks down from heaven and says, here's a people. I think the time is about right, and I believe we will start to know. Because right across this nation, and even across the globe, I'm tapping into a few people at the moment, and they're all saying the same thing. I don't know whether they're listening to each other. I don't think it's hype, but I'm checking my spirit, and they're saying, God is on the move. I'm not just talking about what we're doing here. I am focusing on that. But I'm saying, I'm concurring in my spirit. I'm trying desperately to not get on a hype bandwagon, but to get tuned in to what God is actually saying. And I believe with all I have, could I be wrong? Well, I'm human being, I could be. But I believe with all I have that God is on the move. And we are only just starting to see some like, like I am blown away. There is, I'm sure I was going to say I'm, there's no one more blown away. I'm right up there with the blown away people from Kathy's testimony because I've walked with her, you know, through this journey, and she's just been incredible through it. Uh, but yet, that is just a that's just a little bit. That's just like a sample. It's like a full, it's just a, you know when you get samples? We had samples through the post with the Asda the other day. Asda. Yogurts. Lovely things they were. And they were just samples though. They were samples, and but they were amazing. But that's what God is doing now. He's doing amazing things, but he's saying, God, you need to be, are you ready? You might be just about ready for this, but you've got to be so much more ready because there is so many more things to come. Does anybody else, don't clap if you think it's hype, but does anybody witness in their spirit and what I'm saying? If you do, then let's give the Lord some praise. We're going to pray. I've gone well over. I knew I would because I didn't prepare properly and I apologize. Is everybody okay though? 
we're going to pray we're going to worship one last time as we do but the crux of where I want to bring this is that we can't to be as ready as we can be we've got to be available that's probably the easier of the two I'm going to bring but we've also got to be free we've got to be free and we talked about the future we've got to be available from the future but we've got to be free from the past that, that's, that's where I'm going in these last couple of minutes that's where I want to invite some people even now God is speaking to your hearts and you're thinking yeah I'm available but I'm not free you're not free from things of the past and even now as I'm speaking there's things that are coming up that the Holy Spirit is showing you that you need to be free from things that maybe you have buried I know I think things maybe that were your fault but things that actually weren't your fault that you've suppressed maybe something from your childhood maybe something that people spoke over you at school they probably seem inconsequential and you're probably even now saying well I'm a grown-up adult now it doesn't matter friends it does matter because when people speak they, they can speak death or life they can speak blessing or curses into you and that's just one example that's just one example and whatever it is that God is saying you need to be free from I want to encourage you I want to encourage you in just a moment in just a moment I want to encourage you to come forward in fact if our prayer team uh, Rob, Sandra, I think uh, and Chris and Paul if you can just come a couple either side and Irene, fantastic um, what, what he is what he is wanting to do is for you to connect in this moment, 3rd of July, 2022. Connect with heaven. And it's not just that heaven that brings salvation. Though You can come and you can be prayed for afterwards. You can receive Christ if you've not received him before. That's, we'll, we'll do all that. And if you've come and you want a physical healing, we can do that as well. But right now, I'm, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to invite you to come, be prayed for, for freedom. So let's just take a moment in the Holy Spirit right now where God himself reveals to you what might be blocking you from playing a significant part and a significant vision to make a significant difference in the communities here in West Bridgeford, in Ruddington and Cotgrave and Keyworth to make his name famous like never before in the south of Nottingham. I'm talking about like never before in the south of Nottingham. Maybe you're thinking, I'm actually from the north of Nottingham. Well, maybe God's going to give you a dream and a vision to move here. I don't know. I don't know why you're here fully. But there's a moment here, 3rd of July, 2022. A moment where you say, this is where I found my freedom. Because when you find your freedom, when darkness goes, light comes in. And I believe there are some people here who, who want to go on with God, but you, you just haven't felt the energy and vision and light of Christ really enter you to energize you and I want to put it to you it's because there's some darkness there but we're ready to stand with you and we're going to expel the darkness we're just going to pray against the dark we're going to command the darkness to leave whatever that darkness is is not that important but if you feel you with the person you're praying for you just need to give a headline you know whether it's addiction whether it's hurt, whether it's abuse, whether it's disappointment, whether it's whatever it is, you know. And we're going to call on the name of Jesus.
Did we get that song ready again? I just asked Kathy if we could switch up again because I felt when we sang Speak the Name of Jesus, I thought that is a moment for us. We need to sing that again and we're going to do that. In fact, you can, you can start that right now. If you want to stand to your feet with me.